You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right, we are live. Welcome to Refrigerated Diaries. Hashtag what's your RD. Keeping the people engaged and letting you know what you can find in your diary. So today we've got some cool folks, right? Uh, a couple of um, superstars in the uh, the room. Of course, um, Godwin, your host, uh, uh, Chief Villager over at Young Village. We've also got Chris Connections in the room with us on the ones and twos. L. Lynn. <laughs> and we've got uh, two people. One uh, gentleman who's near and dear to my heart. Both are uh, OGs in the game. Um, and we're going to be able to kind of taste some delightful things at their restaurant this week. Uh, but just to tell you the type of men these are, uh, one of the gentlemen is ready to hop up in this vehicle, head on down to Nashville, and, and roll it back with a smoker. You know, that's actionable items right here. You know, <laughs> Got things to do. Got things to do. Hey, so uh, thank, thanks so much. I've got Matt. I've got Stefan. You guys amazing. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey. Superstar. I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> yeah. All right. Right. So, um, kind, that's why kind I tell of t- myself every morning <laughs> you're a superstar. You get in there, do good working. For those for those that don't know, we we've started a collaboration that that just came from co- uh, conversation, and this is going to kick it off for for the month, uh, and we'll kind of be doing some things. I've got uh, something in mind myself. Think uh, shrimp, uh, which mm-hmm. will be the first time on the menu at Yum Village. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> and, everybody loves shrimp unless and, you're allergic um, to it. Uh, taking <laughs> notes from uh, Chef Matt and and the Po Boy there, but you can go to Bats Brewing right now, and you can get. A, the jerk chicken pasty. Yep, a jerk chicken pasty. You can get the jerk chicken pasty this week with the pineapple mango salsa. Uh huh. And that's the collaboration we're doing with Young Village and you uh, this week, and also inspired in Akara, uh, Arancini, which is a vegan dish where we made risotto with vegetable stock and that thing smacks too. It's, yeah. <laughs> use use your black IP fritter as the inspiration for that. Uh, just had the black eyed peas in there, and then we did a little mango curry sauce to go with that. I and drink I that. I think bottle. it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I drink the bottle for sure. <laughs> yeah. 100%. 100%. It's good. It's got the spice to it, and uh, the mango curry cools it off a little bit. Yeah, and then we, we've got some good beer pairings here. We, we've got, like, if you guys will see the video, we've got some awesome beer that, that's going to be paired with this. Uh, this one we're drinking on right now, Bananas. Is this Bananas is my business? Bananas is my business, and business is good. And business is good. There <laughs> <laughs> right? and, and so, as we understand it, right, it's, the banana isn't actually in there. It's a process from the fermentation. That's right. So there's no, there's no fruit in the beer, but all the banana that you're perceiving, the aroma and, and, and the flavor and all the spice and the flavor, that's a product of fermentation of that particular yeast. So this is a Belgian golden style, uh, ale, not quite a triple. Um, because it's so much banana as opposed to some of the other more, you know, typical, uh, triple aromas. Um, but, you know, golden, easy drinking. Uh, and while it's malty, it finishes pretty dry at 9%. It's this, mm. you know, the, the maltiness and that fruit quality really goes well with the spice of either, honestly, either the arancini yeah. or the pasty, either one. Yeah, I think that's another exciting thing about this week is how good the bears are going to pair with the oh, spices yeah. that are we used. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, um, 
kind of like before we jump into this, you know, one of the things that everybody wants to know is you know, what what you guys got going on at home, right? And, and so we always like to start with some food stories here. I, I don't want to put you on the spot, you know, but typically I'd like to hear your most excellent food experience and your most awkward food experience. We'll just go with one apiece for right now. Excellent or awkward? Yeah, we your can choice. pick. Your world. YOLO. You're well, third of both. <laughs> well, it's both. <laughs> it was excellent and awkward at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's my life. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, not even just trying to stay on the topic, but one of the most excellent food experience was jerk chicken in Jamaica. In Jamaica. Mm. In Jamaica. The yard bird. Yes, the yard bird. I've been twice and... Uh, we just stopped at this little place on the side of the road, little uh, barrel grill, uh, had some sauce in an old coffee can sitting on the side, got, I think it was about a half a chicken or something like that, pulled it off, chopped it up in about four or five pieces, put it in a box, two pieces of white bread, one of the best things I've ever eaten to this day in my life. Yeah. And it helps when you're standing on the coast of Jamaica and you're looking at the waves. and Right. Yeah. That's, I can see how... Buying chicken off the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, jerk chicken, especially off the grill. That's where you want the jerk chicken. You know, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and what's so cool about what you guys have put down uh, on that pasty is that it's, uh, it is, it's, uh, it's right off the grill and smoked, right? 90 plus minutes yeah. of, of action. Yeah. W- pure wood. Pure wood fire. You can, you can marinated. We it. marinated about 24 hours. And the jerk marinade. I would recommend cracking it open as soon as you get it and hold it up to your face. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Before you take a bite. Just breathe in that smoke. I, you know what? I'm I'm gonna second this because I went back and I had his pasty. Mm. Um I mean I was there for the the prep, but I hadn't had one yet. And we were on the show, uh, right before the show, you got to have one that I still hadn't had it. So I'm back for lunch, like ready to eat this thing. Yeah. And I cut into it, and the steam that came out of it had like just exactly the amount of smoke that I wanted on it. You know, you could smell the jerk, you could smell the onions, you could smell the other ingredients, but that smoke just like yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, it was it's dynamite. Th- thing Tomorrow, <laughs> right? Tomorrow, yeah. we we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for it. I'm so, just hearing stories. <laughs> so, best food experience or, or most awkward food experience? Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna share one that kind of both, right? Um, uh, I'm fortunate enough, you know, have done some travels over the years, mostly before we opened a brewery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like we have time or money to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, but uh, I went to uh, Roatan with uh, my wife and and uh, some friends, and we ate really well down there. And a lot mm-hmm. of it was street food. And Is that um, in Indiana, yeah, yeah, Roatan, Indiana. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Roatan. Roatan is an island off of uh-huh. Honduras. Okay. Um, and nice. uh, it's super cool. Like, we went to like New Year's Eve, you know, oh, beach God. hanging and scuba diving and like just self indulgent. And we ate really well and lots of and amazing street food. Um, but we went on a tour of the island to get out of kind of like, you know, the little pocket of pretty touristy diver bars and stuff like that and uh a dude um who was 
you know, our, our favorite little, um, hut, the favorite little food, um, food vendors boyfriend showed up and for, you know, a hundred bucks drove us around the island for the entire day yeah. and took us to this shop that was just like amazing seafood stew and just super authentic, you know, local food. Mm. Unlike anything available to us, and we ate it, and it was so good. And one guy in our party, like not ten minutes afterwards, was like over by the water, just um, revisiting that food. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else was like, "What's wrong with you, man? That was delicious," and he wasn't having it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, just didn't agree. Yeah, he with was, him. I don't know what it I was. Instantly, have been worried. Like. <laughs> Everyone was like, "Oh man, are we looking around." Get sick? Like, <laughs> hour and a half later, nobody else was sick. We're like, "Oh come on, man!" <laughs> so don't forget, uh, you'll be able to check the newsletter when it comes out to get a picture of the refrigerators. We typically get a picture for the night before, and we'll be snapshotting that for you guys. Um, so you guys got a good relationship going here. You know, how how'd you guys uh, end up meeting? Like, you guys use a dating app or something yeah that's with, i swipe right i meet yeah, most people i know i meet on christian mingo <laughs> and it just blossoms from there <laughs> right. this oh would my be no different the christian mingo you no, actually right. uh, i knew jason our partner uh from childhood and he knew steven and they uh were starting batch and they had a different location on michigan ave <laughs> And when we got the other location, had a kitchen in it. They gave me a call. I was in Arkansas. I was a chef at a country club for about 10 years up to that point. So I was definitely ready to move on and do something different, you know, whether it was at a hotel or casino or something, you know, 10 years at a country club was a long time as a chef. You learn a lot, though. Uh, and I did learn a lot and I was ready to move on and they called it the perfect time. And Detroit is my home, so I was ready to, to come home. So it was like a big present to me, really, with a big bow on it. And so you're, you're a country club, but down in Memphis for 10 years, right? Yeah. And then you, you decided you're going to make the move. You put in this uh, six-month notice. Six-month notice. Yeah, like, all right, here's my chance, <laughs> you know, to do something else. And that's scary, too. Wait, you so know, you, when you've been at a place for so long, you're comfortable. You, so you were honest with them. You told them 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, like. When we got off the phone, pretty much. <laughs> you look, guys, we need to have a meeting. I need to open up some classifieds around here. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's being a little bit bashful. He's underselling the way that, that, uh, Jason brought this up. So Jason and I, you know, I started a crowdfunding campaign. Jason, uh, for the brewery came back from St. Louis to partner with me. And the, and the original place didn't have a spot for a kitchen, but he said, if and when we're ready to do food, I have the guy. This guy makes the best food. He is the best chef I've ever met in my entire life, and he's my best friend. <laughs> and it was like, all right, cool. I'm not worried so about it. We're biased, trying to do beer. It, but he was, I mean, I. The, <laughs> it's hard to get Jason riled up. It's hard yeah. to get him excited. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say that too many, you know, over-the-top positive things about anything. Yeah. And he was uh, not bashful about his admiration for the way that you cooked and your work ethic. I, and, I share it. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. I mean, you know, the the brewery has made some good decisions and some not good decisions in the five years we've existed, and um, uh, getting Matt to come and join our team was arguably the best decision that we made in in the five six years that we've been trying to and doing this thing. So that's it. it's uh you know yeah I mean. Jason, it was a little bit of an undersell on Jason's, on Jason's behalf. Let's be real. You know, he says this is, you know, one of the best chefs I've ever met in my entire life. And then chef, you know, shows up and it's everything and more. 
And uh, I mean, we started with three, four little items on the menu. Yeah, and it's turned into what we're doing six now. Six items, yeah. yeah. And they're all, they're all bangers too. Like there is not no slouching. Like it's, it's, it's what good. I'm saying. <laughs> like every <laughs> people come in. Hey, what's the best thing on the menu? Like it just whatever looks good to you. What are, are you in the mood for seafood? Are you in the mood for pork belly? Try it out. Try I know every out. time I came in, it hit every time. Yeah. It was great, the and that's where we're at now. You know, we want that consistency. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we started off with six items. We opened up for lunch that kind of doubled the menu within a couple months. Uh, and now we're probably three times the size of that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now it's about that consistency. That you know? Cool. And that. So when we come back, we're going to talk just about that. We're going to talk about growth. We're going to talk about a little bit of, of expansion and, and just maintaining consistency. Uh, as that's something we're all going through. Uh, yeah. when we come back on Refrigerator Diaries. All right, we are back on Refrigerator Diaries. Hashtag what's your ID? Keeping the people engaged behind the food. I've got uh, some amazing guests in here. I'm your host, Godwin, Chief Villager over at Young Village. We've got Chris Connections in the place. Cardi doing some video for us with Black Business Finder. Al in <laughs> on the ones and twos. I'm, I'm gonna figure out a better way to do that. And then we've got Stephen Rogerson. I said it right, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, Matt Johnson, Chef Matt Johnson here uh, with Batch Brewing. We're uh, talking about beer. We're talking about uh, some amazing collaboration that we got going on, and we're talking about uh, expansion and growth. You, you guys got some. A lot of uh, things to talk about. Story, right? Five years in the game. Yeah, you're four and a half. Going yeah, five, five in February. Damn near there. Going on. Uh, yeah, that'll be here. So. Know, expanding, right? right? You're going to have a new tasting room mm. in the mix, right? Yeah. You know? Eventually. We got that space. Yeah. Producing. We'll see, you know. I mean, we're, we were talking about it earlier. We were on uh, WDET on Culture Shift, and they were talking about the, you know, future of the industry right Mm -hmm. um this is a crazy time to be in business at all in the united states (laughs) as a small business owner let alone in the city of detroit in food right like this space is so new to the city of detroit like there have been restaurants operating here forever but this level and amount of cuisine you know all the new businesses that have opened and keep opening it Back like five, six years ago, if a new restaurant opened, it was newsworthy. Mm-hmm. And I think I saw something on Eater last week that they were like, here are the six new restaurants that mm-hmm. opened last week. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Six yeah. new restaurants in one week? That used to be like if a new restaurant opened, it was once every few months and everybody turned out for it. That level of competition, you know, you take that and you put that right next to what's happening in the economy in this country – you know trade wars and inflated markets and all the wacky like mm-hmm. our our job in expansion mm-hmm. is to stay smart stay smart and stay lean and be prepared yeah. you know you were talking about it earlier like how a how the you know the squirrel has prepared for the lean months <laughs> and socking stuff away yeah definitely like, that's that's what we're you know you do that on an annual cycle mm-hmm. like in the summer you try and sock stuff away for the winter but we need to be thinking about like a long winter, like yeah. John Snow style, the winter is coming. <laughs> like it's yeah. is real. Like it, the economy is going to get hard, and there's a lot is. more competition and the scramble for the dollar, which is why mm. collaborating between two businesses to, you know, to to build each other up 
and to turn our audiences onto each other and bring in new ideas is so cool and is so timely because it, we'll have this we have this we, conversation twelve months from now. We will. It's gonna be a know, different environment. It, yeah. it definitely will. Like a lot of folks have have been very much misinformed and, and structurally is because we don't have like a good acumen behind what what is what is you know like no one really knows what a recession is right like we don't know what how like a recession is like created right you know like everyone's like a recession is coming in people are like but i don't see like the signs of the recession right but like you know if you look at the news and you you read about how automation is like kicking in and you and you take a look at how much gig economy is is now uh getting um uh litigation associated with it right you know even something as simple as airbnb now has litigation litigation here in the city of detroit as it relates to how people can earn income based off properties that they own yeah. uh based off of how that affects um city housing you know uh one thing i can state though is that even as that relates to planning it um it's something because in some cases there are hotels and apartments that are in this very city of Detroit and, and you know as always don't take my word for it look it up uh that are operating with 99 you know to 85% occupancy yeah. in which like 20% of that is like Airbnb managed yeah and so we've got mm. false representation of what really is a demographic and then people opening up these businesses based off of people who are supposedly going to be here when they're not you know like uh, this is, <laughs> yeah that, and, and you, you that's uh, a great you, point you you take that false data and then you couple it with you know the magnetism of you know a, a resurgent story about detroit and all Sexy. of the the like really plugged in sous chefs that haven't gotten their shot or a chef in you know new york or la that hasn't been able to bring an investor on for a seven million dollar build out but they can do it in detroit for you know one five or two million dollars they can bring that shiny dream to life prove their concept and when the economy dumps in Detroit, somebody's going to want to bring them back to Chicago because of the cool thing they did here. So it's real, real smart right now to make sure that, you know, those of us that are operating in this space that do this every day are really clear on who we are, what we do, how we do it, who we're talking to, yeah. and how we're operating our business from a dollars and cents standpoint. So when the lean months come, like we're hunkered down and we're, we're allied with other people in the industry and we can – we can do cool things that continue to tell stories about these independent, authentic businesses where the owners and the chefs are there day in and day out, you know, doing payroll and washing dishes mm -hmm. and, and cranking it out because we, we're, we're not, we're not coming to the table with, with deep pockets. None of, no, I don't mean, nobody in this room came to the table with deep pockets no, to launch yeah. their, you know, their, their vanity project. This is, these are all the passion projects. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. 100%. 100%. I was just going to say, it seems like it's important, though, to just to make sure you do the research on everything that's going on, because it seems like if you just come in half caught or not knowing everything that's going on or knowing your demographic and all of that, you know, you're just bound to fail within like 18 months. Right. right. Yeah, that's one in five, right? One in five succeeds past the first 18 months. The rest... Uh, taper off and fail. Restaurant industry to sit Yeah, sure, there's sure. a lot of good reason to open a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Making money is good luck. Number one, <laughs> number two, or number three. You know, we yeah. happen to all be doing what we love to do. I love to cook. Mm -hmm. yeah. I found that out in my life. That's what mm -hmm. I love to do. That's what I want to do for the rest of my life. And Stephen was into marketing. Jason was into production. 
So it kind of was a, a perfect uh, union there when we when we decided to start Batch. Uh, and it's just you know when you love when you're loving what you do, it, you know. Have you ever had any days when you were you were thinking like you know like I, I'll give an example so. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> the, yeah. Whatever you're about to say, the answer is yes. Possibly <laughs> yesterday. The or first today. year. So the food truck that we operate, like little food truck secrets. Shout out to uh, to Jason. He, he was my ride or die on that truck the first year. And so you know, one thing about the food truck that people may not know is that we it's not possible to have the lights on at the, at the same time as the exhaust fans. So it makes it <laughs> impossible in, to do in all trucks or your truck. Our trucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that seems like an opportunity to figure out how to fix the fix the industry. <laughs> I'm about to be. Let's get on that. I know some engineers. <laughs> Dining in the like dark. Too so you talk about all trust is your trust. Please say all. It could be a thing now, you know. So, so like the, trying to do, and we we were doing that beer garden at night, right? And so. Yeah trying to to and you know this was the very first truck that this person who makes trucks now for a living ever made in their life right and so i didn't know this <laughs> <laughs> at the time and so I'm, I'm operating this truck and you know i can tell you everything was going so wrong that day that <laughs> that i was in that parking lot you know like right there where the like where red hook is and there's like the parking lot in the oh, I was yeah, yeah. in that parking lot screaming at the top of my lung, like people were coming outside and asking me if I was okay. I don't even, I don't even know what, like what, I, I can't even remember that day. I just know I was so mad. Stuff wasn't going down, you know, and yeah. I was ready to call it. You know, I think, yeah. I think that I've, you know, I talked to a few folks, you know, I maybe even talked to some of you guys in, the, in that process, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. You mean, uh, yeah. If, if it's just, a certain instance where you're just that <laughs> mad or, you know, sometimes it's burnout over a, a period of time. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of ways that can happen. But, yeah, you have those days. Absolutely. <laughs> this, this guy. And then somebody comes up to you and says, hey, man, I, you know, I've, I've eaten gumbo in Louisiana 25 times and this is the best one I've ever had. Then, hey, I'll be back in the morning, you know. <laughs> this guy that's, is unflappable. Five years, I seen him like half toss a pan once out no, of frustration. Probably slipped. Like mm. just, I've been in some kitchens <laughs> and I used to do this, and I have seen some angry, oh yeah, spirited <laughs> chefs. And well, I trained for throwing throwing stuff. I yeah. train. I trained for about. Eight months under a German chef. Oh wow! Named Chef Heinz Klein. <laughs> Heinz I, I don't know Klein. where he's at now. We can look it up. <laughs> Heinz Klein. But yeah, Good he was, he was a little uh, hot tempered German fella. No, I bet. And yeah, yeah. But it was yeah. I, I remember if that was something. you know you're rotten. That's more of an old school chef thing. You mm -hmm. know, you get more of that. I've always tried to to maintain a certain level of calmness because I think you know you lead by example and your staff is going to follow that. You know, if I'm walking around slamming everything and yelling <laughs> at people, then they're going to do that to each other. All right, yeah, no, and, definitely. And when I'm gone and I need a shrimp po' boy to come out tasting like a shrimp po' boy, I don't need everybody mad and throwing things around. So, you know, right. you try to create an environment where everybody respects each other and we're we're all in the same situation. So. Everyone's cool and uh, calm and chill, you know. Yeah, I'm like Benny from City of God, you know. Like, uh, yeah, 
everybody's cool with us, right? You know. So, how, who else is shopping at home for you guys? At home, <sighs> man. I think we try to, to go they, grocery shopping. My wife and I. They're together. not together. They both individually. Yeah. Have not, a oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Matt, <laughs> Chef Matt's not shopping for me. He's shopping for his <laughs> wife, Courtney. You have your wife. <laughs> I have my wife. And and I shop for I shop at my house. I do all the shopping and all the cooking. Yeah, okay, so you're you're the hundred percent. You do the okay. grocery shopping. I do the grocery do, shopping do and cooking? I do the cooking. I you know. Mostly designed the kitchen. We bought an old house not far from the uh, from the beer garden. You're talking about like mm. the beer garden didn't kick off this year, and I didn't get to experience that. And I'm a two block walk, dude. That's uh, my that's my. Yeah, I remember when that kicked yeah. off. Man, yeah, we could have had that. that oh, dude. <laughs> I, I was like, when I heard that, I was like, how can we uh, do a batch, you know, uh, beer garden over there? And when they got kind of shut down, but I digress. Uh, yeah, I do. I do all the cooking. I do all the cooking at home and, you know, it's funny. We're talking about the business earlier and like I came from a marketing background, but home brewer and I, you know, ran the brewery for about a year. I don't do that anymore. I do some of our, I do our fruit fermentation. Um, and every part of the thing that I do, like I, I, I'm after five years now, like, Hey, Matt, I want to come and hang out in the kitchen with you and, you know, burn meat with wood and you know (laughs) (laughs) and that's what i do at home for fun (laughs) like home brewing (laughs) i I mean we just shop on a fly kind of thing like what do you feel like i'm i mean that's a daily conversation oh i I mean what do you want for dinner or where you know yeah we don't sometimes i feel like cooking sometimes i you know i enjoy cooking at home um usually it's running the kroger we might just look at what what looks good that day or whatever uh you know now it's getting colder. We're doing some chilies and pot roast. She's okay. very, she's pretty busy too. So we All try right. to make something that covers two or three days. All right, yeah. So like leftovers and everything. Yeah. Right? You know, did you guys have that on the uh, Christian mingle uh, requirement? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you must be able to. That's shop what they meant. <laughs> it was one of my requirements. <laughs> must do this. All right. <laughs> so uh, just to do a, a quick recap here, you know, Batch and Young Village, we are collaborating. Uh, for the month of November, uh, we've got some cool things going down, uh, jerk chicken pasty, uh, as well as a Akara arancini. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's got the black eyed peas, the spice. The spice to get you right. You know, the spice for that life. Right? Uh, and then, uh, in addition to that, uh, if you come in, uh, to, to batch, bring your receipt to Yum Village, uh, for the whole month of November, you get ten percent off, right? And then after this week, we'll we'll kind of do the second iteration of this, where on the Yum Village side, we'll uh, we'll take some of those batch brewing items and uh, put them on the menu Whoa. at Yum Village. You know, I can't uh, wait, man! Can't it? wait to come in there. I, I, we've never had mm. shrimp on the menu at Yum Village. Really. So Never, right? You know, we've done it like for caterings and things like that, but not in our brick and mortar location. So this That's will be fun. A first time. That's fun for us. How are you going to do it? Uh, well, you're going to uh, saute it or grill it or, uh, we're probably going to do or fry it. Yeah. So you get all the, yeah. We just got courtesy of, uh, Tim from, uh, Detroit barbecue. That's my is, dude. Shout out to Tim. <laughs> Shout One out of the most Tim. hardworking, generous dudes in the thing. We, I uh, mean, he works hard. We got a we got our our new oven. It's you know it's used, but pretty much. Oh new. yeah, I saw that the other day. It was posted. Yeah, oh, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. We we were able to. You come and get it. You got it. Right? Yeah. yeah. So we got a U-Haul. <laughs> went and picked it up, set it up, and and there's a, a grill top on there. So now we can do things like put some heat 
on something, right? And so mm. probably like flat top grill, That's the yeah. shrimp, and then uh, you know do something to make our own version of a of a po' boy. That's the uh. that's the first thing because I I probably ate your po' boy like a thousand times. Like, it, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> yeah, be up in that's that remoulade. Like. <laughs> remoulade, all about that remoulade. Talking about that po' boy on WD material, or he just like kind of half closes his eyes, like in that po' boy. I've been like every couple weeks. I'm in there a few times a month. <laughs> boy, in that bread pudding. Mm. I saw you in there one time. You just snuck in. I see him. <laughs> snuck out. At the bar by himself eating the po' boy. <laughs> Put some glasses on. Yeah. yeah. In disguise. Five shrimp po' boys to go. Did you still see the sandals? <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, yep, this guy went right there. <laughs> so, so if you want to you wanna be able to come and take advantage, you, you come in, uh, you cop in Yum Village, we're going to tell you to go right to batch, uh, get down, and then uh, as soon as we've got our liquor license in tow, you can come to Yum Village and get some of these lovely yeah. batch brewing beers uh, that are going to be paired up with the uh, the beers at batch. So, uh, letter from Jamaica, mm-hmm. bananas is our business, and business is good. The Zerbert, you know, for sure. Yeah, right. you drink hot <laughs> favorite. Right I had uh, to make sure I was pouring it when he mentioned it. <laughs> Commercial. <laughs> that is the one, oh. and um, and then pretty much any other beer there, right? You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, the, the there is a staff at the brewery that's you know really dedicated to making sure that you you know are going to enjoy the beer that you're picking out. The, the, the beer makes sense with the food. The beer makes sense with the occasion. What you want to do, um, but. Honestly, like after eating that the pasty and the arancini earlier, there's a lot of beer on our menu that'll work with that. Yeah. But the Kolsch just went on the 4711 Kolsch. You were talking about, you know, kind of the lager culture in Africa and pairing that with a lot of spicy food in Jamaica as well. For that matter, the Kolsch would be great. The Hellas Lager, multi, you know, German style lager would be great. Um, God, there's six, seven, eight beers that will make that's, sense. That's been another awesome part of me. Uh, becoming part of batch from the beginning was i didn't know a lot about craft beer you know i wasn't a big beer drinker i didn't have a lot of knowledge of it as a chef at a country club i was in definitely into more wines and you know cooking with liquors and uh so just being a part of that process from the beginning was learning for me what craft beer was and how big it was and how many different breweries there were so I've been spoiled from the beginning at the quality of beer that we make. Every beer we make, you know, it's it's true to the style. It's uh, seasonal, flavorful, uh, nothing too crazy usually going on. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're, I'm pretty humbled to be able to taste some of the best craft beer in this industry every day and be able to cook with it. Well, and, you know, what's fun is when we think about um, how we approach flavor, we approach it, you know, the same way that chef approaches making food, um, which is making these things work together in the in the ingredients and the flavors, and we really think about beer and food on a spectrum of the same thing, mm-hmm. and it's a movable object. You know, uh, the ingredient that makes food interesting very well might work and belong in beer. Mm-hmm. And how do we make those things happen? And how do we make them talk to each other, complement each other, contrast each other? Um, and so it's. Even when we did the collaboration, we did the Chef Cezanne. Oh, yeah? That was kind of brewed just for cooking mussels. 
Absolutely. And, and that was fun. Yeah. Well, I want to do, do that, that again. again so. yeah, do that again. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, good food, good drinks, good people. Right? Yeah. We'll catch you guys next time on Refrigerated Diaries. And as always, you know, look up what we say. Don't take our word for it. And we'll see you guys at Batch Brewing and Yum Village yes. all month. Go to Yum Getting Village. Getting it in. Go, Go to get it. Batch, get that they food. Don't call it young get that take pictures, right? Seriously. We got a competition. The best social media picture for the jerk chicken pasty or the Akara Arancini will get a special Young Village prize. Most likely it's free oh. meals. <laughs> 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 we'll see you next week.